0: behind something called the pandemic. We are hiding our hypocrisy behind something because behind something called COVID. We're hiding it behind a virus. We're hiding everything that we should be doing but don't want to do, but act like we will do, but won't do it behind something that, 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 that you think will hold everybody back as an excuse. Baby, that's hypocrisy. We find uh, people who are of the of of the household of faith talking like the like like those folks in the streets. We have Christians talking about children of God like dogs in the streets. The sinners talk about other sinners like dogs in the streets. There is no difference between the two. If you say that I'm different than them. But you act the same way. You are no different than that person. Hallelujah. Every one of us, whether we're saved or sinner, we have blood in our veins. We we have, we have two feet. Amen. We got two legs. Amen. We got two arms. Amen. We got a head on our shoulders. Amen. We got eyes. We got a mouth. We all look the same. But there ought to be a difference. There ought to be some evidence that you are a child of God. Hallelujah, somebody. There ought to be some evidence that you are a child of God. As a matter of fact, I love how, how Job talks about it in, 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 in Job 31 and 29. He says, he says, if if I rejoice at the destruction of him that hates me, hallelujah. Or lift up myself when evil it, when when uh, myself when evil is found on him. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. If somebody has treated you bad, and you want something bad to happen to them, or we say something like "God gonna get them," baby, you are not behaving like a child of God. We don't behave like the other folk do. We have a standard that God has placed in us. That is that we are his child. Hallelujah. And a child is a reflection of his parent. Can I get a witness in the house today? I say again, a child is a reflection of his parent. And everyone in here and everyone on Facebook, whether you accept God or not, you are his children. Hallelujah. But there is a difference. There are some that are saved. And there are some that are unsaved, there are some that are believers, there are some that are refusing to believe. But at the end of the day, we are all still God's children. Amen, somebody. We are all still God's children. And and God tells us, he said that, that I bless those that don't love me as well as those that do love me. I bless everybody. And I don't expect nothing in return but to choose me. Hallelujah. That's God. But 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 how do we act? We act like those other folk, and we want them to, we want to do it like they do it. Matter of fact, when we read down in Luke, Luke says, if you give to them that's easy to give to, sinners do the same thing. Have you ever blessed somebody? Let's take Christmas time. Have you ever given someone a Christmas present because they've given you a Christmas present? Have you ever said, well, I know they're going to give me a Christmas present. I'm going to go ahead and get them a Christmas present. They always get me one. I'm going to make sure I get them one. But then you pull a name sometime. And when you pull a name, you say, I certainly hope I don't get this person's name. Because whenever they get a gift, they get the gift from the Dollar Tree. And I get mine from Macy's. There is a limit. But yet they don't want to spend to the limit. They spend as little as they can, and I'm bringing this expensive gift. I'm here to tell you, sinners act the same way. Hallelujah. Sinners act the same way. They want to be given to them the same way that they give. Now, church, we are children of God. We are not to be acting like like the sinners do of the world. Can't get no help in here today. And 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 if you are are, are hating on folk, and you are. Say, oh, well, I know I'm not worried about how they treat me. But if you on the inside of your heart doing leaps of joy on the inside of your heart, I'm here to tell you today, baby, that sinners do the same thing. They get excited when folks are hurting when they treat them wrong. But we as children of God, that ought not be so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ought not lift up our voice to put anybody down. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I even like how Exodus said, Exodus, see, we, we think a lot of this stuff happened when Jesus came along. That when Jesus came on, he set things in the right order. No, the order was set in the beginning. As a matter of fact, Exodus 23 and 4 says, tells us in this way, that if your enemy, your enemy loses anything and you recognize it's theirs, you are obligated to, as a child of God to bring it back to them personally. We have an obligation to the enemy. Hallelujah. What is the enemy? Anybody that don't like you. They ain't your enemy, but they consider themselves as your enemy. We as children of God, we don't have enemies, but there are folk that will do things that will set themselves up with their own actions, to prove to you that they are your enemy. Well, I'm here to tell you, you want not to see them as an enemy. You want to treat them like God treats you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to treat them like God treats us. Thank you, Jesus. What I love about this scripture is that God puts things in order. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have forgotten our training. We have, as I said before, we have hidden in our houses, we do things that we want to do. If you want to go to the grocery store, we go. We want to go on a vacation, we go. But when it comes helping somebody that's in need, the Bible tells us if you know of anybody in need, you ought to go to them regardless of the fear. Hallelujah. Their need ought to outweigh their feeling for you. I mean, mean, hit that rewind button. Their need ought to outweigh what they feel about you. If they don't like you, so what? You a child of God. If they are in need and they don't like you, so what? Step over that. Don't let that hold you back. You step over that and bring them what they need. The Bible tells us. Now, now we we love to quote the Bible like this. How you want to be treated, treat folk how you want to be treated. Amen. But the scripture says it like this. We got to do to them like what we want to be. However you feel like you want to be treated at that time, treat that person like it was you. If we treat folk like the person who we're going to help out is you, I think things might be a little bit better. But when Christian folk... Treat folk like the world do. Well, if she would be nicer to me, if he would be nicer to me, I might do a little bit more for him. But right now, I'm going to give them this little package, a little debit. When you got the ability to make them a full course meal from your freezer, and you know they got family, what is little debit going to do? Nothing. Because you don't like them. That is not evidence that you are a child of God. Then lets them know who you belong to. That's why folks say, y'all ain't no different than us in the street. Oh when folks come into the church and they see us acting like we act and they say, they ain't no different than us. That's because how we treat each other ought not to be how folks treat each other out there. Oh Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible talks about being benevolent. When you see someone in need, you got to go give it to them. The Bible says give to everybody not just who asks but that's in need. That's two ways. If they ask for it, give it to them. If they don't ask for it and they're in need, we as a child of God, we are supposed to give it to them. This is where it just got hot. Mm. Because if a person walks into this church and they are off the street and they say, I need some money, how many Christians will say, I ain't got it? Let me hit that rewind button. How many Christians, how many children of God will let a person walk into the church and go all the way to the pastor? I can't get no help in this day. Just a couple of weeks ago, that just happened in this church. Man walked through the door you could look at him and tell that he was in need. You could look at him and tell that he was down and out. You could look at him and see that he couldn't pay you back. And every person who he passed by, you know what folks did? Didn't talk to him. You just, you just ooched on by. You know how we ooch by people. You know how somebody come close to you. You act like you, you they're in your way. Why does it that people have to make their way up to the pastor? I can't get no help in here today. If we are children of God and you see the need, you don't need my advice. You don't need my opinion because the same God that's blessing me, guess what? He's blessing you to bless somebody else. Help me, church. Come on now. Y'all know I'm telling the truth in here. Because when you say, I ain't got it, God hear you. Hallelujah. And you just spoke something into existence that wasn't there. When you say, I ain't got it, Baby, be careful because somewhere along that day, somewhere along that week, what you say you ain't got, you won't have. The Bible here tells us you got to do good to them and help folks because you just never know God may be watching. Because when God's watching, if you let God catch you, the old folks used to say, don't let him catch you with your work undone. Because if he catch you with your work undone, that which he was going to give to them that was out to get you, he going to take that from them and place it on you. Why? Because you are his child. And you are a reflection. We are a reflection of God. Hallelujah. But here's something. If a person comes in, and it's still so true, person come in looking good, come in smelling good, say, so I need some help. Somebody beat them, there. say, oh, I got you. Where well, you parked at, You need some gas. You go all the way out to help that person. But the Bible here tells us, and I just read it, that we should not be expecting anything back in return. Hallelujah. 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 And when a person is in need, look at it like this. Bible tells us a story about Ruth. Ruth was out there in the field. She was trying to glean from whatever was left of the reapers. She working just as hard. And then one day Boaz said, listen, I don't want you to go to no other field. I want you to keep reaping from right here. And I've told my reapers to leave a little bit extra for you because I see you trying to do the best that you can. And I don't want you to feel like we're just trying to give you the leftovers. So I want you to get you some just, some just as good as what I'm getting. If you want to give somebody something to eat, give them what you eat too. Let me hit that rewind button. If a person says that they are hungry, what you like to eat? Don't say, well, I'm going to just give them a little something because I don't know what they want. No, baby, you do know. Whatever you want to eat, that's what you give them. This is how we let the world know that we're different. We let the world know that we are different because we act different. We love different. Our love is not based on others' actions. Let me hit that rewind button again. Our love is not based on the actions of somebody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3.28 tells us like this. If your neighbor is in need and you have it for real and you have it, give it to them swiftly. Hallelujah. And don't be mean by making them wait. Let me, let, me, let me hit that rewind button. Don't be mean by making, I'm paraphrasing a lot because I want folks to get to understand this. Don't be mean by making them wait when a person say that they hungry. They ain't hungry when you feel like it. They hungry right now. If a person is thirsty, they ain't thirsty when you decide to bring the water over. They are thirsty right now. And we as children of God, yes, we come out of the world, but we have to show them the world that we are now different. We are now different. We don't do it the way y'all do it. We do it the way God wants us to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love to talk about I for an eye. When I was a child, God bless the day, a lady named Miss Brown used to say, if you kill my dog, I'm going to be looking for your cat. You kill my cat, I'm looking for your bird. (laughs) Whatever you do, I'm going to try to do one up on you. And we want to go back and say, that's scripture. We'll quote that scripture. It's in the Old Testament, but we'll quote that scripture. But I want to tell you what Jesus, how Jesus talks about it. If we go over to um, Matthew 5, hallelujah, Matthew 5. 38 through 42, I'm just gonna paraphrase it real quick. This is Jesus' response to I for an eye. He said, Give to them, turn nobody away. And if they need a mile, go to. Mm. I know it's hot, but it's right. You may not feel like shouting, but it's the truth. This ain't teaching y'all, this is preaching. If God said, if you see that person in need, I just need you to take me up the road so I can go to the grocery store. Don't take them up the road. Take them to the grocery store. I need help getting to work. Can you give me a dollar so I can catch the bus there? Instead of giving them a dollar, ask them, where you working? Take them there. Hallelujah. I remember one time when my car broke down, a friend of mine came to me, came to me, picked me up, Took me to work, took me to to get my car picked up, and you know what they did? They gave me some money to get my car fixed, and I didn't even ask for it. God is good. Why did he do it? Because I'm easy. It's easy to bless a good man. It's easy to bless somebody that's doing the right thing. It's easy to bless somebody that don't mean you no harm. It's easy to, to 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 bless somebody that ain't trying to hurt you. It's easy to bless somebody who you know will be there for you. It's easy to bless somebody like that. But the Bible tells us sinners do the same thing. The difference is, it's when that person who don't like you, you step in and do the same thing for them, whether or not they'll do it for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible also tells us, if you got two coats, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you got two coats, and your brother needs a coat, and you got two coats, you know how we do. Some of us got spring coats. We got winter coats. We got the coats for Sunday morning. We got coats for the club. We got coats for the grocery store. We got coats for everything. We got every kind of coat. And when somebody say, I need a coat, you say, I ain't got any. I ain't got. Sister, it ain't about sharing. It's about giving up. If whatever that you got and that person's in need, Christian, give it to them. Give it to them. We are to support anybody that are weak. That's what the Bible tells us over in Acts 20 30 and 35. It's better to give than receive. Hallelujah, somebody. It's better to give than receive. I talked this in Bible study one night. If you never give, you'll always only have just enough. But if you are a giver, you'll always have plenty to give. You'll never run out. Of anything that you need to give somebody. If somebody knock on your door. Sometimes folks don't have to knock on your door. If you are in tune with the Holy Ghost. When they they get to the door. You ought to be already be right there. The Holy Ghost will tell you. Somebody coming by your house. So you ought to be expecting. But sometimes who we are expecting. Is the one that we want to bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. True the Bible does tell us we ought to give to the necessity of the saints. We ought to give to all of the saints graciously. The Bible tells it over there in Romans 12. We ought to give to the saints. Because if the saints are in need, give to the saints. But the saints ain't always in need. Sometimes there's folks that's not a saint that needs some help. Because most of the time when it's a saint that needs in help, they're not going to be out of help for long. Because they know who, the, who their source is. They know how to reach out to heaven. They know how to call on God because they know that God has supplied their need before and right then they know God will somehow, someway make a way. But it's those that are not in the church. It's those that's in the streets that we want to turn a blind eye on. Don't talk about the folks at the bridges or the folks that's at the at the corners begging for the money. What do we say oftentimes? I'm guilty too. What are they gonna do with it? Gonna investigate. That ain't Christian behavior. That ain't Christian behavior. God don't tell us to do it that way. We got to remember God got a way. Psalm says, and you can't go over it. God got a way that you can't go around. God got a way that you can't go under it. But you gotta come in at the door. You gotta do it the way God say do. You ought to do it the way God say do it. But here's something I want to help us with. This is how we mess folk up. This The next point I'm going to bring to us is how many of us is messing up the church today. Yes, we are not perfect. But many of us are doing this one thing and we think that it's cool. We think that it's fun. Because we get a rise in here. We get a rise among other Christians and we love to hear the banter when people say, tell it, pastor, tell it, preacher, tell it, tell it. But let me give you what Hebrews 13 and 16 says. It says, I'm a paraphrasing again. It says, do good and talk right at all times. Let me let me let me just go there and give it to your plain. Hebrews thirteen sixteen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 16. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews thirteen sixteen tells us, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. That word communicate, that's talking. We got to talk to folk the right way at all times. Stop putting down folk and you want to call yourself a child of God, you want to call yourself a Christian, don't put folk down. When you see a person in need, stop talking about their condition. You don't know what that person is going through. Many of us have been there, but we, we get amnesia when we got to give it to somebody else. Many of us, we, we forget about all the times that folks helped us before we got there. But we got to be careful of how, as my mom used to say, fix our lips. We fix our lips in such derogatory ways. And we want our children to be in line. We want our children to talk with respect. But yet when we have the opportunity to bless someone with words, we put them down. It's, It's hot, but it's right. We put them down. And when they see one, they blame the whole body. When one mess up, when one puts somebody down, especially when we come up here at the sacred desk and we start talking about a person's situation, it makes folks out there say they are no different than me. Why? Because sinners do the same thing. Sinners put folk down. Sinners talk about people. Sinners drag folks' business through the mud. Sinners do that. If we are saved by grace, let's represent that. We got to represent that because when we open up our mouth, people know right then who we belong to. You can tell me you belong to God, but your actions, when they match your words, let everybody know who you belong to. We got to talk right at all times. I mean everybody, gotta talk right at all times. We've got to stop this. We gotta stop putting folk down. If a person been sick and they come up for prayer, we can't be saying, how many times you gonna come up for prayer? Learn to pray for yourself. Some folk don't know how to pray, but that's why we gotta know how to intercede for folk. If they keep coming, Praise God, they are here to keep coming. Let them come. If a person hungry, you can't keep asking. How many times you gonna come up here and get some bread? Let them keep coming. How many times you come up here for some clothes? Let them keep coming. Don't talk about them. See why what they why they keep coming back. Maybe what they need is more than some bread. Maybe they need some meat. Maybe they're not getting it for themselves. Maybe they get it for somebody else in their community. We got to learn how to bless folk, not just the ones who we want, but everybody. The Bible talks about showing benevolence. That I means kind-hearted, y'all. Kind-hearted giving. When was the last time we really been kind-hearted givers to folk that didn't like us? Or folk that didn't look like us? Folks that didn't associate with us? Folks that didn't hang in the same circles that we hang in. Folks that don't go to the grocery store that we go to. Some folks don't shop at Wegmans. Some folks don't shop at Tops. Some folks shop at the corner store. Some folks go to the corner store where the prices are triple and the food is old. But that's all the place that they can get to because that's as only piece of transportation that they got is dirt two feet and they can't walk far and they know that the corner store is ripping them off, but won't nobody help them, but God makes a way somehow, but the way can be made better when we become the, the Red Sea and party Sometimes we got to be a Moses to somebody. Sometimes when a person can't see their way out, we got to be one Sit up there and say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and you be the rod that separates the Red Sea for them. Folks can't see it, but we as children of God got to part some stuff for folks. We got to step in there and let folks see. This is what God's children do. I don't know who you don't talk to before, but this is how God want me to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God says, tells us, He says, because you are a child of God, don't treat others like they have treated you. Have mercy, Jesus. You still need to, going back to it, love your enemies. Have mercy, God. You still need to provide good in their direction. Thank you, Jesus. And when you know, that they are out to take advantage of you, the Bible says, bless them that spitefully use you. If you know they are going to use you, the Bible says, "Still bless them. That's a hard one right there, y'all. Nobody wants to be taken advantage of. Nobody wants to be treated like a fool. But let me tell you what God said he'll do. If God is good to them, and you, you should be good to them too. Because how many times have we taken advantage of God? Let me hit that rewind button. How many times have we taken advantage of God? How many times have we told God, if you give me this, I'm going to do this. That has been a lie. How many times have we told that lie, and God has blessed time and a time again and just because a person in the street tells you if you give me five dollars I'll pay you when, you when I get my check and you know they're not going get, to get their check and you know if they got it they're not going to give it to you you are still supposed to bless them even though you know they're about to take advantage of you we got to leave some stuff we leave to God matter of fact now some everything we got to leave to God. Bible says, judge lest you be judged. How you judge them, your father will judge you. We got to be careful, church. We got to be careful. Hallelujah. But in this scripture that we have from in, in, in Luke, Jesus was, was really trying to help them to see, I'm different. And because I'm different, I want you to be different. How they say I'm coming, I'm still different. What I'm doing it's different than what they believe that I should be doing. They didn't want Jesus to, to 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 heal folk that couldn't pay. Hallelujah! They didn't want Jesus to to go to the to these destitute places, go to pools where people were sick, waiting for the troubling of the water. They didn't want people to. They didn't want Jesus to let folk crawl on the ground and touch the hem of His garment. Jesus, He came for everybody. But when that, when that woman came, touched the hem of his garment, the rich man, when he came, that's the one, they would say, that's the priority. But Jesus said, I'm going to make him wait. Because even he too need to see that I'm still God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. But this one here, it comes to this thing about smacking me. I'm rough right here. This is tough on me. Because if somebody hit me, hallelujah, somebody. Y'all better come on, talk to me. I ain't the only one. Because if somebody hit me, Lord's gonna have to come down and help me. Because the Bible says if he hits you on one side, turn the other side. And that, that's, that's this is the difference. We are different in this matter because we got to turn that other cheek. If you hit this side, God has given me the strength to take it on the other side. Thank you, Jesus. It is so hard to take mistreatment because when you take mistreatment, your flesh says, get them back. But that's the world. The world says, get them back. But you've come out of the darkness. See, the world's in the darkness. The world can't see it. The world don't understand it. But we are in the light and we no longer look through the glass darkly because God has shined light in our direction, so when we see a person in the dark, they may not can see them, us, but we can see them, and we see the hand of God moving in our life, and when we know God's hand is moving, that's the time that we got to show them yes, God still loves you. Thank you, Jesus. We got to show them that yes, God still loves you. Bible tells us this is a huge thing here. Thank you, Jesus. This is this is huge one about to tell us. I'm going to bring it back up to us again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 6 and 32. Thank you, Jesus. We're almost through y'all. Luke 6 and 32. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Luke 6 and 32. It tells us these words. It says, For if you love them, that love you. What thanks have you? What can you, what can you be thankful for? What what because that you've given, you're gonna get it back. But Jesus says, He tells them, don't be that way. <laughs> don't expect for it back because they can't afford to pay back. Yes, I know you worked hard for it, but they can't afford to pay you back what it's really worth. You may have paid $2.50 for a dozen of eggs. Now that's more than that now. You may pay $3 for a dozen of eggs, but it costs more than that because you had to go to the job and work that job, and then you had to go and get in your car. You had to spend your gas. You had to go to the house, make your grocery list. You had to do some searching to make sure you had enough and then you had to go to the grocery store. You had to walk through the grocery store. The mags may not cost $3. It may You may think, but it costs more than that. But just like it costs you more than that, what do you think it costs Jesus? What do you think it costs the living God? What do you think it cost him? What do you think it cost him when Jesus gave up his throne in glory? Hallelujah. We thought it was no big deal. Hallelujah for him to come down. We thought it was no big deal for him to turn water into wine. We thought it was no big deal for him to open the blinded eyes. We thought it was no big deal for him to feed the 5,000 and then feed the 4,000 besides men and children. We thought it was no big deal to cause the lame to walk. We thought it was no big deal to open the blinded eyes. We thought it was no big deal to roll away the stone. We thought it was no big deal for him to do all of what he did, but that wasn't all that cost him because the Bible tells me that one day, one Friday night, early one Friday morning, he went to the cross. It cost him his whole life. Praise God. What he paid, it cost a whole lot. What he paid, it couldn't, we can't pay for it. Because the Bible says he paid the cost. He paid with his life. He went down into the grave. That's how much it cost him. It cost him everything. Guess what? And so did his father. God gave him up. It gave, he gave him up. He gave him up for us. That's why he said over in John 3, 16, he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's how much it costs. It costs God everything. And so what if it costs us a few? So What? It cost God everything. It cost Jesus his life. But once he paid the cost, thank you Jesus, because he paid the cost, he made a way out of nowhere. He made a way out of nowhere. Just when it looked like it was still over, he may have died. But thank God he got up. Thank God he got up. And when he got up, he got up with all power. It cost us nothing. It cost us nothing. It costs us nothing to inherit the kingdom of God. It costs us nothing. So what if it costs us some extra to bless somebody? Look at what Christ did. Look at what Christ paid. Psalm says Christ paid it all. All to him all sin. Left a crimson stain. But Jesus, he washed me in his blood. He washed me. It caused him his life, but he let all the blood come out to cover us. He cleansed us. It cost cost him everything. And the least we could do is show the world that we are different. That we represent Christ in everything. You think you're taking advantage of me, baby. You ain't taking advantage of nothing. Because by example of showing you that you take from me today, come back tomorrow and take from me again. I'm still going to bless you still. That's how we show that we are different. We bless folk. We don't put folk down. We bless them. We do good. We speak good. We encourage them. We don't do things to get a show. We don't do things to get to get congratulated and patted on the back and to get applauded for putting somebody else down. The world does that. You can't claim the title Christian if you're doing everything that the world is still doing. We can't do that, church. And this revival season, that is my prayer for us, that we remember we are not like the world. He didn't call us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Just because we can see into the dark don't mean that we are still in the dark. We can see into it to see them where they are because the Bible tells us when light showed us, the darkness could not comprehend it. So when people see you are the light, and the light does things that the darkness can't. The light does the, the darkness don't understand. When people of the world, they ought to be able to look at you and say, you are different. You are different than me. There are so many people today in this land that is talking about God's church like a dog. And it's our fault, because we have not put ourselves in place, in the put people in their place. Sometimes we want to put folks that's not in the church in their place, but we got to put ourselves in place in their in our places, and we don't need to do it publicly. Let me hit that rewind button. When you the Bible says true open rebuke is better than secret love. But that's if a person offends openly. But even Jesus took his disciples away from the his 12. He took his 12 away. When he wanted to deal with them in separately, he didn't deal with them like he dealt with the rest of them. He pulled them to the side and he dealt with them. We have got to do folks in the world the same way. Because let me ask you this question. Do we like to be embarrassed? Nobody likes to be embarrassed. So, what do you think is happening when you put folks' business in the street? What do you think is happening when you put folks' problems in the street? Even if they ain't got a problem, you sometimes identify something that they don't even know. Amen. You got to do better, church, today. Today, pray my strength in the Lord. Give God a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus. come to jesus just now come to jesus come to jesus come to jesus just now just now oh come to jesus Come to Jesus just now. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. Only trust Him just now. Just now. Oh, only trust Him. Only trust him just now. Don't you doubt him. Don't you doubt him. Don't you doubt him just now, just now. Oh, don't you doubt him. Don't you die out Him just now? Come to Jesus, sing church. Come to Jesus, sing church. Come to Jesus. If you are out there and you are not in the right relationship with Jesus Christ and you know that this is the time you've heard the message as tough as was on you and you have been convicted and it's time to get it back right with the master time is now the time is now the time is now yes he will he will say just let us pray father god in the name of jesus we come god thanking you for your words father god we come thanking you for your word on tonight, father god your word the meat of your word oh god father god it came tender and it came tough at the same time it came easy and it came corrective at the same time it come fulfilling and it come paving the way at the same time Father God, it came rectifying and it came settling at the same time. Father God, whatever we needed the word to do tonight, it did it, oh God. Father God, it helped us to see, it helped calibrate us on tonight. It helped us to see, oh God, that you got a way and that way has yet to be changed We cannot retranslate it. We cannot remake it over. We cannot do it the way that fits us. Your way is your way and you haven't changed your way. Father God, we are a representative of you and let the people of this world see that. That you have not changed. You are still loving. You are still calling the folks out the darkness. You are still calling out the atheists. You are still calling out the sinners. You are still calling out those that, are, that, 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 that don't know you. You are still calling out the fatherless, the motherless, whoever that they are. Whatever they need, you tell them to come unto you. The time is right now. The time is right now. And Father God, I thank you, oh God. That from now on, oh God, at every time, oh God, that we don't do the right thing when you present with the opportunity, let this word come back to us that the sinners are acting, you acting just like the sinners. Father God, we don't want to act like the sinners. We want to act like the children that of the redeemed. Your word chosen, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God, we are the redeemed. Oh God, help us to prove to everybody, especially to ourselves, that we are the redeemed. We don't act like the other folk. We are the redeemed. We are the redeemed, Lord. We are the redeemed. There is no excuse for when we are redeemed, there are some things that we got to take. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about stealing, but there are some treatments that we got to be treated like. Not the good kind, but sometimes the bad kind, because your word shows us. Oh God, if they treat us wrong, don't worry about it. You're gonna bless us. And let's not worry about the blessing because you're got it already laid up for us. God, I thank you tonight. God, I thank you tonight. God, reminding us that we got to show our evidence. We can't just talk about it. We got to show it. We can't say we love our enemies. We got to show we love them. We got to show them. Those that take it, we got to show them. Regardless of how bad you treat me, I want to show you that I love you with the love of God. But the same way, God, that I've treated you, God, you've blessed me. When I turned my back on you, you still blessed us. When we lied to you, you still blessed us. And God, you're still blessed. Even though we won't do what what the preached word is telling us to do, some of us still not going to do it. But God, time is winding up. Time is coming, is ending quick. The word tells us no man knows the day or the hour when judgment will come. And when he comes, he's coming to bring his reward with him. And father god i'm asking you right now god why there is still mercy show mercy show mercy so that we can show mercy help us to show mercy god help us to show all the times that we've gotten mercy help us to show mercy god because the world needs to see you but they can only see you through us they can only experience your mercy through us help us to show the world Mercy that we're giving is not our mercy. It is the mercy of God. God, we thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for this first night about revival. Thank you, God. Thank you, and if life lasts, God, we ask you to give us one more. In the name of Jesus, give us one more. Give us a burning desire to come get revived. Give us a burning desire to come get your word. Give us a burning desire to come to be renovated. Come, oh God, help us to come with great expectations that however your word comes, that is how we're supposed to get it. And because God, when your word comes, the blessing comes with it and your blessing will come shaken, pressed down and running over. Thank you, God. Help us to tell somebody, God. Help us to bring somebody. Help us to invite somebody. And God, help us to be a witness regardless at all times. In your son, Jesus' name. Let the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide right now and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together and give God some praise.